All right, here we go. It's podcasting time. Glenn Power, PowerWorks Automotive, coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai's podcast studio. We're talking cars for about the next 45 minutes or so. And what we like, what we don't like, what's going on with your car, rattles, rumbles, things, and, you know, just the everyday stories of two guys who get to drive around in vehicles, some of which maybe shouldn't be on the road. <laughs> a, lot <of> which. <laughs> a lot of which. I got, I got two things that aren't even... And so so it's, it's interesting because people, people wonder, you know, how does the show work so... There are notes. There are how notes. Work? Yeah. How does it work? How do you decide what to talk about does exactly? Work? Yeah. yeah what, what's what's the exact? So we do have notes. Joey Wu sent in a story this this edition. You typically send through a bunch of stories you're looking at. I troll through some things that are happening, put them all into a document, and there we go. Of course, I forgot the charger for my computer today, uh-huh. so I have one at home. I have one at work. Didn't put one in the bag. Need nice. a third now. And so I'm running off the phone, which is fine because everything lives in Google Notes. It works. So it's it's great. And and that's how the show works. Now, why I've described this is because inevitably we get well off the script. Always. And I was gonna I'm gonna start this right off the bat. There's stuff on the bottom of here. It was like <laughs> I deleted a whole bunch. A month ago. <laughs> I'm not worried about the MG stuff though. Yeah. I should have deleted the MG stuff. Yeah. I, are you sure I didn't delete it? There's something on there. I thought I deleted a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, anyway, we're, we're, we're cleared out for most of it. But I just got an email in from Ford, from nice. Rafa Wad. And Rafa Wad sent me the press release for the next-gen Ranger Raptor. Okay. And so I, I just started reading about the next-gen Ranger Raptor. A Raptor. <laughs> next-gen. Say that one really fast. Driven by a Raptor. But... And I just started, you know, I'm just reading the Cliff's notes at the start. Three liter twin turbo EcoBoost V6, 392 horsepower. And it has Fox 2.5 inch live valve internal bypass shock absorbers. And it has some nice advanced off-road features. So I was going through a few things and I thought, okay, this becomes interesting as I was reading up on the little bit. So the, the, the two liter bi-turbo diesel engine yeah. has this nice little technological gizmo attached to it where it keeps the turbo spinning for three seconds after you take your feet off the, your foot off the gas yeah. so that when you need to get a little bit of power again, it's already there. No, it's not really new. That's all pushing it. I mean, this is like saying it's got illuminated front maybe, end. Maybe I said that's lights. Yeah. No, no, they're, 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 they're making it. the best out of a okay out of a bad situation. But I'm, I'm always interested it's, in the Ranger. It's called the uh, the it's called the Ranger Raptors anti lag system. Mm. So it's old. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, check that one off the box. All right, okay. So that's why I'm reading it, this. The, the application is is yeah. is probably new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the three liter. And I, I thought it, when I first read it, the three-liter banger, it's not a banger, it says three-liter brings, but I said, the three-liter banger, wow, that's really odd wording. But no, it, it brings a different dynamic, they're saying. Even the most hardcore performance enthusiast is going to love this engine. Uh, it's matted to a 10-speed automatic transmission, which I thought it's kind of silly. Quiet, normal sport in Baja modes. Wow. <laughs> I mean, does, that, does it rip your wheel arch liners off? Baja mode. Like, does it, 
I just think, I mean, what does that, what does that mean? I, I don't know, but I did send a note to Raj saying, can I get a test drive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we need to take this out yeah. on test drive. Yeah. And, and find out what this Baja mode means. Well, I mean, it's clearly just off-road hardcore, but I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it's some sort of like transformer stuff. That's what I'm thinking. the body panels away. That's what I'm thinking. The, the high performance off-roader like the Ranger needs to uh, have gear to match, so they say, and its suspension is completely redesigned. The all new tough, lightweight aluminum upper and lower control arms, long travel front and rear suspension and refined Watts link rear end have been designed to deliver more control across rough terrain at high speed. That's Imtishan speed. Yeah. See, I always like it when the, the American guys start talking about their amazing suspension. <laughs> the, the watt links. I mean, it's Watt's just a link. T- I mean, What's that mean? I'm always interested in the Ranger just because it shares the... Um, so the, the VW Amarok shares a platform. And the Amarok R that they're playing with, they're not entirely sure whether or not they're going to use the Ford engine or they're going to make their own, use their own for it. So I always take a, an interest in in this Ranger and it's funny and it will be worth doing that when the next Amarok comes out, get the same press release, the equivalent for the Amarok, yeah. and get the same press release for the Ranger <laughs> and put them side by side and see which one goes on about what. Because yeah. <laughs> what's linked suspension to anyone that sees it on a car it just looks old school. Yeah. Okay. It works, and suspension's worked for... So what do you mean old school? Years. I mean older well, it's than... It's just a load of rods off the back of the diff, basically, okay. on the tube. Well, depending on the application, it's yeah. not always like that. But it works. Okay. It's, it's an upgrade from a leaf spring, which is why they're going on about <laughs> aluminium arms. Like, people haven't had aluminium arms for 50 years. <laughs> but it's a pickup truck. Yeah. With effectively, what, 400 horsepower? Yeah. With a turbo. Yeah. Twin turbo that doesn't lag, no lag, and hold on, it's got something else. It, get, it gets even better. Hold on, the to provide because they know because they've just said that this thing's fast and you can take it off road to provide protection against severe bottom outs. Severe, <laughs> severe bottom outs. <laughs> That's the exact wording. Severe bottom outs. The Fox race proven bottom out control provides maximum dampening force. In the in the last twenty five percent of shock travel, uh, right, hang on, sorry, I was just fact checking myself. <laughs> so I just fact checked myself before I said it, and I was right in my first See, thought. Live fact checking. So on this podcast, before people. I went before I went in too hard on the Watts link, yeah. bragging about the Watts link, it was James Watt that okay. designed it, and James Watt made steam engines. Any relation in to the James? 1700s. No relation to James Dyson. Okay, Go. no, in the seventeen hundreds. <laughs> His patent for it was the 1700s, 1700s, and it was for his steam engine. That was even before Henry Ford. It's just a type, I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily, it, it, it's an application yeah. that you get. Sometimes people will own. Um, so it's probably the Model T. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe. maybe so what? Kudos to Ford for keeping the technology alive. Well, recycling, yeah. 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 Kudos. Upcycling. Upcycling. Yeah, yeah, I Upcycling. like it. I like it. No, I like no, it. The, the, no, I mean, if it works. Okay, clearly it works. The uh, So back to the severe bottom outs. The Fox race-proven bottom out control provides maximum dampening force in the last 25% of shock travel. We, we've all seen those people go over something. This is good for speed bumps here. Well, yeah. Similarly, the system can stiffen the rear dampers to prevent 
Ranger Raptor from squatting under hard acceleration, improving vehicle stability. The Ranger Raptor squatting under hard... That's telling me this thing's a, a beast. It's telling me they need to figure something... You need a better writer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sold me. I'm reading this, and I'm, I just want to call... I'm just going to drive my Ranger Raptor. I mean, I, 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 I take a Ranger Raptor over a F-150 Raptor because it's more practical. It's not huge. It's actually a manageable size of a vehicle. Like when we get an F-150 in the garage, the garage is blocked. You yeah. can't get in and out. And the Ranger's a nice size, snack yeah. size. But yeah. there's plenty of power and it'll work. Matrix LED headlights. That's nice. Flared fenders to accommodate choice of two muscular 17-inch wheel designs, one with uh, bedlock capability, each wrapped in the BF Goodrich all-terrain KO2 tires. Yeah, for the first set. <laughs> Functional vents, aero features, tough new design cast aluminum side steps, LED taillights. Man, this is a beautiful machine. Functional vents. <laughs> Functional. As in <laughs> They what? work. They work. They're not As just, opposed to a vent that what? That just is looking like a vent but doesn't do anything. Those stick on plastic things. <sighs> yeah, you see? It's incredible. Fully digital cabin, 12.4 inch digital cluster, 12 inch center touch screen, boasting Ford's new generation Sync 4A connectivity and entertainment system, which offers Apple, Android, wireless phone capability, and the Bang & Olufsen sound system. I'm in. Folks over at Ford, we're in. I mean... <laughs> Sounds awesome. It will sell. Yeah. Especially. They'll sell out of those. In fact, they've probably sold they probably already sold already. Out of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's going to sell. It's They've always been, again, for me, the better of the of the pickups, the F-150 and the Ranger. There's no choice for me. It's the Ranger every time. Yeah. And I liked the diesel one. I took one out to Banias. Yeah. They they loaned me one when it first came out, took it out to Banias. Great ride. Yeah, I liked the diesel one. And you need to fill up with fuel too, so it was nice. <laughs> one of our customers one of our customers is in uh, does events. Okay. Obviously he's been struggling the last couple of years, but they had three on their fleet. Man. He had a, his personal one which was an automatic and then the yeah. fleet ones were manual because they took <sighs> them out in the sand a lot. I'd love to have a manual. And they were great. Yeah. Really good. Yeah, I always always like them. There we go. So, I, I, we, we, I, I, you know, Jenna did call me out. She says, you promise a lot, James. <laughs> I was like, thank you very much, Jenna. <laughs> and this is Dr. Jenna, the Dr. Jenna podcast. You promise a lot. Uh, yeah. But I think we just need to get out there. And we, I, I got to call the folks up over it. Got to call yeah, Sonny up over it, at yeah. El Tire and just say, come on, put us back on the list. Yeah, yeah. Because, let's and let's start with this one. Yeah, I mean, we're not the... Uh, we're honest we'll always be honest that's the thing we're honest and and the beauty is there's things about a vehicle that you like that i don't like there's things i like that you don't like yeah so you get a good honest perspective well i think that partly because of where i'm from partly because of how i was brought up and partly because i'm fed up of cars all day every day (laughs) and i only see the bad ones yeah i have a very skewed view sure and I'm, I'm i'm quite uh cynical shall we say of anything but there's always something to be found positive about any car and i think sometimes 
somebody's negative opinion of a vehicle is actually a positive for the actual sales of it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it just goes to show that opinions matter mm. as long as they're balanced. And that's like primary school, yeah. Here's an interesting opinion. It was taking the dog out <laughs> for a run. Now, keep in mind, I've got a, you know, a golden lab retriever. 55 kgs and so the run i'm, I'm on the scooter yeah. i now wear gloves because the leash was dig i couldn't figure out why my finger had this really bad cracking rash on it i thought man what's going on then i realized that's where the leash is digging into my hand as i'm one that goes on the it's waist 50, belt it's, if he if he decides to go all speed sideways and i got that on my waist i'm gonna, I'm gonna it'll be yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about the YouTube views. If you can get, a oh, GoPro can you on imagine me being dragged? <laughs> it's like, stop! Yeah. <laughs> the mm. the 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 Indian dog walkers who are around, and I just say this because the guy doesn't speak much, and he's and he's, he's beside me. Uh, and he, he saw me the other day when I had to hop off the scooter because I do take him on. You know, I'm on the scooter. He's running, and uh, he said that dog's salty. <laughs> Since he's very nice. salty. Nice. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you, you named it. So here I am on the scooter two days ago, and I'm scooting up the street. He's he's running at full speed ahead, like Cujo. You know, he's he's just giving her. And I had to hop off the scooter because there was a cat under a car. So as we're going full speed ahead, we're instantly going full speed left. <laughs> so I'm very, you also wear shoes yeah. and a helmet because you just never know, right? Oh, pads, knee pads. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Uh, so I jump off. And at that exact moment, as he's trying to you know get a, a look at the cat under the car, I'm looking at this Mitsubishi Atarage parked that I'm almost going to hit head first. And I look over. You just, would have survived. I would have survived. But I'm looking at the entourage close up, and I'm looking over just over the way. So, you know, about, about 50 feet away, close enough that you can get a nice perspective of this Mercedes Benz C253 or 254 Coupe. And, I'm, and I had to take a second look because I'm looking at the entourage, and then I'm looking at this Mercedes Benz Coupe thing, which it's got, it's big, big car. And I'm, I'm looking back, and I'm going, and, I, and I, I literally stop there, and I'm talking to the dog at this point. I'm going, Brando, see those cars? <laughs> and he's looking at me. He's going, I'm looking for cats, buddy. I'm not looking at cars. But I'm looking at them, and I'm going, I wonder if there's like it's the same designer working at both of these places because the entourage, the, the basic premise of the way this thing looks is the same as that Mercedes-Benz. Now, of course, they're very different inside. But outside, it could be the very inexpensive nephew. Well... <laughs> to say I'm looking at them both now at the same time and I get what you're saying. It's just a similar, especially the back little, yeah. if, if the, the silhouette, yeah, the silhouette. And if the metal on the back, if you've got the bare bones Mercedes yeah. and you've got the most features on your Mitsubishi, yeah. the way the little wing piece of dimpled metal comes up at the back and it's that silhouette, it's that, that coupe style. I'll say they both look unfinished. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. It was, I'm kind of looking going, huh? Huh? Yeah. But no, that, I mean, I like the GLE, which is a little bit bigger. Yeah. The GLC, it's just a watered down one again. I don't it, get it. Yeah, I don't, but I, people are buying them. That's the crazy thing. It, it just looks to me like a... They're expensive too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because it's the Mercedes, but it, it looks yeah. like it's their sort of entry level to the SUV thing. Yeah. And I, I don't really get it. What's the need? But the, I mean, the, the charge is 
significantly smaller. It's kind of like a Nissan it, Sunny, right? Yeah, it's, but it, the, 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 the silhouette, you can't, side by side, you, you can't. <laughs> they're, they're very different cars, but they, I, it just struck me as, huh, they, they kind of look related. Wind tunnels, right? Yeah. Well, physics, that's it. Physics is physics. Yeah. And that's the way Everything starts looking the same. Yeah. The, the really sad one is they don't make the GLK. That is not sad. No, because I, there's three people around me who seem to own one. And one guy, it looks brand new out of the box. Yeah, because and, you don't drive it. <laughs> so I, I, I'm telling you, I've, 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 again, I've stopped purposely now because I'm looking at it and I'm looking at admiration. Now, I did go do some research because I'm looking at admiration thinking, man, you know, I, I would really love one of those. And, oh. and all it, it came up on the, all the reviews say, yeah, you know, it's a beautiful vehicle, but higher than average repair costs. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm going, hold on. The alarm bells are going off. I'm thinking right. Dr. Jenna and her LR4. That's an LR3. Oh, LR3. even worse. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, I don't think this is, good. This is not a good investment. The GLK. So, you, so John, John Ellis. Yeah. He did a sh- couple of shows with John Ellis. Yeah. Um, and, and I can't wait for him to write his book. But the guy has a very good, close friend who has become a good friend of mine who owned a GLK. It was a 280, not a 350. Not that it makes much difference. Beautiful shape, though. Now, I personally don't <laughs> like the shape of them. See, that's what I love. I love the shape. But it's, it's kind of as close as you're going to get to... What you it's call? very boxy. Yeah. And yeah. Mercedes, apart from the G-Wagon, don't do that. No. Everything's smooth on the Mercedes. Round, muscular. It's not... But the GLK is very boxy. Now... I own PowerWorks Garage. This is probably bad business, but I know the owners and I know a lot of the guys over at Silver Arrows, which is a right. independent Mercedes specialist. Yep. Great guys, good facility. And they've helped me out with a couple of online things that needed Mercedes online connections for immobilizer programming for new keys and things like that in the past. Got a good working relationship. They get something non-Mercedes, it comes to us. We get something that needs their assistance, it goes to them. Now... I've taken this GLK to them before <laughs> and they've basically said we won't look at it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. The Merce, a non, so, so an the, unauthorized Mercedes yeah. repair shop yeah. who pride themselves on Mercedes don't want to look at so the So they'd GLK. seen the vehicle before, yeah. a year or so before I'd taken it to them and said, look, we've reported all this, this, this and this to it and it hasn't been done by us and we don't uh. know, but basically using this as a, as a skeleton, uh-huh. try and flesh it out and see what you can reverse engineer as to where the problems come from. And the parts are inexplicably more expensive relative GLK to uh, C-Class. Is, is it where they made these? The fact they don't well, make them anymore? Possibly or? the yeah. fact that they were made somewhere else, yeah. a different factory. And they just had issues. So mm. we've, I don't know, we see, they're not overly common. And it's probably yeah. why the look of them still strikes you. Because yeah, we've just been so talking few. about an Atrage and a GLC looking the same. But yeah. because the GLK looks different, yeah. fair play. But they're not overly common. And I'd say we've seen six, maybe seven, while we've been open as just PowerWorks. Obviously, I've seen others in other places, but six or seven maybe. All of them having had the same list of faults. Now, that's not uncommon. Yeah. You can see that on a lot of cars. But the the, the you sort of you can start your job card out mm. with the defect report on the back before you check the car <clears throat> literally yeah. every time. Mm. And it's 25, 35, 45, 50 K. 
and there's no value in the vehicle. There's no residual value in them. What a shame. Um, and like you say, you've just quickly looked and it says higher than average repair costs. That's polite. (laughs) And they weren't overly expensive new. Yeah, no, no. They kind of fitted into the bracket of entry level. Um, But other than the fact that they they look quite unique, which is like, say, hats off, fair play, and I respect what you're doing. But, you know, it's as a vehicle, they had issues which, as a mechanic, I've seen them. and, 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 And the only, which you touched on there, is you can only think, well, it's not very Mercedes or not what you'd associate with Mercedes, yeah. you know, is, is, is it a matter of production issue? Is it where they're Maybe. being produced and the parts that are being, that, that are being used in the, the, the ML from the early 2000s? Oh, I man. think they were produced in, were they produced in North America? I think they were I, produced they in North America. They were, yeah. And they had huge quality issues, oh. massive quality, <laughs> that Mercedes really struggled to overcome. And, yeah. and, and now you can see, because Audi, Overtook Mercedes. Yeah. Audi overtook Mercedes, especially in the European market, after the disaster of the ML. So Audi got in there now as the premium brand. Audi, BMW, Mercedes, always fighting it out. Audi really managed to push in. Obviously, there's economies of scale because mm. VW Group were able to produce cars quicker sure. yeah. and cheaper. But because of the Mercedes price difference, everyone just went on the Audi. And, and look where Audi's got to now. Right. I think it was like 2008 before Audi had made a million cars. How <laughs> was that possible? You know, and every other car on the road is an Audi. Yeah. In the last 13, 14 yeah. years, yeah. they must have done that again easily. And it's taken them 100 years to get to the first million. And it's mm-hmm. because they do make a good car, but issues like this, Mercedes then struggled to get over. And the GLK just reminded me of the ML or every time I saw one, it just, <laughs> just you don't see too many MLs around anymore. Like they're, they're, no. they're kind of like the, 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 the Hyundai Galloper. I yeah. mean, if you see one of those on the road now, it's who knows why it's still running. Yeah. I mean, not to be down on Mercedes because no, no, they do no. make some great cars. Absolutely. These are just issues that you can, you can put into yeah. Google and you can read articles on them everywhere. There's, there's lots of people. And look, they don't make those cars didn't work so well. They don't make them anymore. No, exactly. They've moved on. And like I say, I do like the GLE Mercedes. That yeah. that's a great looking car. And they all, you know, when they get the AMG treatment and they get the exhaust oh, and stuff, they, they yeah. do sound really, really good. Yeah. And you know, a fantastic, fantastic bits of kit. And every single time an S class comes out, oh. that's your next ten years of engineering and technology yeah. in a car. So the next S class that comes out, you, there's no way. <laughs> My dad or my granddad would be able to comprehend how to even start the car. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, yeah. just how it is, yeah, yeah. right? The, yeah. the S class in the nineties that came out that had AC that would clean itself, and it had perfume in the AC that would that would slowly just seep into the airflow every now and again to keep the inside of the cabin fresh. And it had sat nav, and it had phone wireless phone kit on it and it these things that you never even thought of yeah most people didn't even have mobile phones <laughs> they've already got sat. and then you it's know wireless. it's like wow so <laughs> yeah. this the, you cannot take away from what mercedes no, do they no. spend fortunes on I, their r&d and that's why their cars are so so sought after and that's why I, what i love about them is when when they get a, a lemon and they you know it's worked through they just they just kick them off the line yeah, and they yeah. say oh, it's done you know what yeah. sorry about that we're moving on and they might have been out they they they, they they could have at some point officially on the company level come out and said this car's been suffering with this issue because of this issue and we're not doing that anymore lesson learned but you know 
whatever it is, I mean, most Mercedes you see on the road now, there's not many that you wouldn't sort of take a second glance at. Yeah. They are very, very good-looking cars. Yeah. Wrangler update, someone around the corner from me, a brand new... Or, I mean, not so new, but it's, it, was, it looked like it was fresh out of the box. Just a, you know, just stock Sahara. A stock Wrangler. Yeah. It's more I, than just your That's tip. what I said. They, yeah, it won't be for long. They'll be getting it over to your place or somewhere else to get it jacked up or something. I was so. saying most of that part's not available. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. But what struck me was it was so quiet. <laughs> it's like, I, like I, I, I really had to listen hard. I was thinking, is that electric or is, or is that just... It was just so quiet. Yeah. You know, I drive two of these things and they, you know, each of them, you know, one's got over 300,000 kilometers. The other one's got just tucking into 200, just over 200,000. They're not quiet like that. No. This thing was so quiet. It was odd. Things have gone on in, what is it now? Are they getting on for 13 years old? Yeah. <laughs> Lots have happened in 13 years. <laughs> but, but just generally when they're running, they're not that. This thing was like on, it was like on ghost mode or something. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, again, one of the things I like about the Wrangler is they've stayed true to how it should look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's not many cars you can say have done no. that. You look at the original Land Cruiser from Toyota. Oh, you know what? I saw a new <clears> one yesterday. It doesn't look like anything like the new one. But I saw a new one yesterday and it was, I was sitting there looking at it. And I was going to snap a picture, but I thought, no, you know, it's probably not a good idea. Uh, I was looking at it going, they've changed the body design a little bit, the back end. And, you know, I was, I was just giving it the once over and I was going, I don't know if I like it. It's very square now. It is, which, and don't get me wrong. I love square vehicles. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm the, I'm the square vehicle guy. We've just been talking about a Mercedes. It's yeah. square. But I was looking at the cruiser and I'm going, you know, yeah. I'm thinking the patrol looks nicer now. <laughs> I think that. I think the current patrol is better than the Land Cruiser. And I, but then I, the current patrol looks like the Infinity. Yeah. But I, was, I wondered, is did the Land Cruiser get smaller? Because it just, I mean, it obviously it's got the same amount of seats inside, but it just looks smaller. That's strange. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and but it's just very square. I'm sure it isn't because there's not many cars no, that get smaller. But it's very square. Yeah. But with the, I mean, with the Wrangler, actually I've got a gripe <laughs> that involves the Wrangler and it's not the Wrangler's fault. Yeah. So we've got a Wrangler that comes in. The customer has spent fortunes on this car. Not with us. Yeah. He, 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 didn't, he found us after having had a problem, but he, mm. he, he did modifications with a, a reputable place here that, again, they weren't the people that caused the issue. Right. So he's lifted it two inches on suspension, not body. <laughs> uh, he's done all the stuff that's, you know, he's got yeah. electric fold-out steps. Oh, man. Because yeah. it's so high now, so yeah. you open the door, they fold out. You need out. a ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's done, they've done a nice job of it, and yeah. it's really, really whatever, if you like that. I love looking thing, at all those things. I, my, mine has, as you know, mine has none of that stuff, but I love yeah, looking well, at this them thing, you down. can hear it coming, like a plane <laughs> taking off because of the tires, right, on the road. You, you, yeah, it's just horrible, right? But whatever. And, he, and, and to be fair, he uses it in the desert. Perfect. So fair play, right? Yeah. So it's a bit of a knock after I've been out in the desert. Fair enough, let's have a look. Now, he's got these uh, front dampers on it, which are obviously are long and lifted and yeah. long, tra- long travel. So... The Bosch on the bottom where the bolt goes in mm. has fallen out. And it's fallen out and gone somewhere. Yeah. Obviously it's just disappeared. Yeah. So, okay. Well it's not it's not a standard stock, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> part. So I would think you can just get the bush for it. Yeah. That's the sensible option here because yeah. these things are two thousand germs each. Yeah. 
go to the supplier. The supplier's name is written on the side. Right. We go to them. We give them the chassis number and say, you have supplied parts for this vehicle. How much is the bush for this part? Yeah. Oh, no, we need to see the vehicle. Okay. I'll bring you the vehicle. So we take the vehicle around. Um, <laughs> we can't do the bush separately. What? We need just to buy the whole thing. It's 1,800 and something each. Now, I've got to make some money. Yeah, yeah. So by the time I've put 10% on that, that's 2,000 each. Yeah. So you're not just doing one, you're doing two. So that's 4,000 plus my labor. Okay, it's a couple of hours, but it's still 4,500 dirhams here. Yeah. <sighs> really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Let's just check the original shock absorber uh-huh. damper, see if we can press that bush out, and if we can, see if we can fit in there. Yeah. And then get the customer on the road while he picks himself off the floor that he's got to spend another best part of 5,000 dirhams on the car and be without it for a day. In the process of doing that, we speak to the customer. He says, oh, you know what? Let's just get it done. Okay, no problem. We go back to the place to buy the parts, a different yeah. sales uh, yeah. executive there. Oh, we, we, we've got the bush for those. <laughs> You've got to be joking. The bush is 18 dirham. <laughs> oh, no. 18 dirham. Oh, man. Now, the customer's happy he saved his yeah, yeah. load of money, and we've, we could have. Yeah. Said no, okay, yeah. whatever. Because ten percent on eighteen is not the same as ten percent on two k. Yeah, but we solved this problem now. When all you do is modify Wranglers, why don't you know this stuff? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's where's the and but there's just no accountability to it. No, doesn't make sense. You know, the, the guy's about to fork out unnecessary amount of money for then parts that are perfectly good are going to get thrown away and literally thrown away. Yeah. They've got oil and gas inside them. You can't really do anything with them. You know, Crazy. they're just in landfill somewhere yeah. just, just for the sake of a bush. So we, we, we're looking now into, there's a, there's a place that we've found that will fabricate and manufacture bushes as long as we meet an MOQ. But they will die for sampling. Mm. So they'll cast us samples. So we're going to get a few of the regular ones in and hopefully, because the bush coming out on the bottom of a damper on a, on a Wrangler is quite a common issue. Uh-huh, seen it before. Yeah. And hopefully we can start just replacing them. Yeah. Sometimes they're, they're conical, so when you press them out, they break. Right. And then you can't press new ones in because the bottom's weakened. But it's just frustrating. We, yeah. A day's wasted. A customer thinks he's got 5K to pay. Yeah. And then we go back to him and give him his car back and his bill's 300 dirhams and he's what? Huh? Well, have you actually fixed my car? And we're then having to explain the situation. We haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, we're then yeah. having to say, no, actually, they gave us the wrong info. And yeah. And and how many, but how many garages would just go with the, hey, I'm at least going to make my 10%. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know how many. Well, yeah. <laughs> you do know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, yeah. It, business is business and that's yeah. the way it is. But fair play to the guy that actually put his hand up and said, no, I've got the bush for that. Yeah, thank goodness. You know, like there was somebody there. And, and and I don't know that the other guy didn't know or yeah. did know and was just trying to get a bigger sale. I don't know that. No. But it's good to see that there was somebody giving the honest mm. um, answer. And obviously we were always going to do that for our customer. But there's so many examples in the past where now I'm going back over in my head and thinking <laughs> someone's pulled our pants down over that. And we yeah. could have done that in a better, more efficient way for the customer. <laughs> So, hey, yeah, yeah. Hmm. gripe over. Yeah, that's a good gripe. Uh, speaking of other vehicles that we passed on the road, I passed another one on the road this weekend. I had to, to slow down and take another look and 
then go behind it, take another look, and then... <laughs> Here's this guy in this Wrangler circling my car. <laughs> that's, pr- that's exactly what they were thinking, you know, because they were heading to a hotel or something, and I was literally <laughs> circling. And it was a, a Toyota Granvia. Oh, it's Toyota. Oh. <laughs> What are these notes? The I wash your mouth out. So yeah, that's it. It's it's the Grand Via. One hundred seventy-seven thousand dirhams on a Toyota. It's a little expensive, but but I got to tell you, it looked amazing. Now, if you're into the square box look, and remember, you know that 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 is my thing. This Grand Via. First of all, I thought, man, it's kind of big. Then I realized it's only a six-seater because I'm counting the seats, right? <laughs> it was it was sweet looking. It really was sweet looking. No. And, and, you know, it doesn't have the coaster engine in it. It's got a 3.5 liter V6, 24 valve. It's a nice, it was the platinum edition. It's got all sorts of nice stuff. Big seats. I went and looked on the inside. I went, you know, I'm online then. I'm, I got to destination and I'm, you know, are you coming? I, hold on, I'm just checking stuff out. I'm looking online. It was beautiful seating inside for folks. It, it, it is the machine. A little expensive, but man. That's a lot of money for a Toyota bus van for me. That's and it's only a six seater. That's it. That's all you're getting in there. But these are, these are like Proper seats. airplane seats. seats. Yeah. They're like airplane, yeah. you know, premium Space economy, between them, premium yeah. economy seats. Yeah, I mean, it's not for me. I mean, I'd, I'd go for the Carnival over that. In fact, yeah, I, I did. There, so there's, there's, there's the Kia Carnival, and then the Hyundai's got another van that comes in. It was a little weird looking, but they've got that electric one yeah. Kia, that is on the road now. Yeah. And I've only seen one. See, that's another thing. Got to head over to the showroom there and get a look at this thing. But it looked sweet. These guys are kicking out some decent cars again lately, aren't they? I, I saw a Sorento, brand new Sorento mm. today on the road. So if you know, there not a lot of people got all the parts to get new cars out, but Kia seems to have figured it out. Brand new Sorento. This was another one. So you got you got you got to see one because I'm driving up and they've done like everyone now, and they've just got the big Sorento name on the yeah, on the yeah. back end. But I'm driving up and I'm from a distance, and again in a Wrangler, slightly dirty window, and I'm looking. And I'm going, that's a weird looking car. And I'm thinking, okay, I know a couple weird looking cars like that. There's the Bentley Bentayga, kind of yeah, has yeah. a weird looking back end like that. And I'm thinking, but did Bentley make a smaller version? <laughs> and as I get closer, I realize, oh, no, that's not a Bentley, although there are some similarities in the hatchback. And it's the Sorento I'm going. And then as I get up beside it, because again, I'm circling this one, as I get up beside it, it's got some of the nice features on the side of the, the Sorento now that are reminding me of things that I'm seeing on Continental or I'm yeah, seeing yeah. On, on Lincolns. You know, so I'm seeing Lincoln kind of looks on things and I'm going, it's got sort of the back end of a Bentley. It's got the side view of a Lincoln. I thought, man, this is a sweet looking ride. And it was kind of cool. And, and at the end of the day, it's a Kia. I'm just going, wow, it's nice. Yeah. I like the case, all of them, yeah. I, t- I have to admit, though, and it was a car that I really liked when it came out, I don't think the Telluride is standing the test of time. I've, I don't see many of those on the road right now. No, I, I saw a lot when they first came out, and it was noticeable, yeah. but I don't think, and do you know what it is? I think there's so many Chinese vehicles now on the road. Mm. I saw one the other day, Dorsen, D-O-R-C-E-N. <laughs> The badge on the back wasn't even straight. The letters weren't straight, but it was showroom, brand new. Oh, Never seen yeah. one before. Looked like it had a really nice interior through yeah. the windows. I mean, the windows weren't even tinted. Yeah. 
brand new. Gee. But like the badges but, in the strip, but it looked a bit yeah. like a Kia. Mm. And I just think they kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily that Telluride was a great looking car when it first came. I remember and it was nicer it was really than nice. the Hyundai one, too. Yeah, a lot nicer than the, the, Palisade. the Palisade. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't think it's standing the test of time, and that's a bit of an unfortunate thing because a lot of the other ones have. But that mm. one just doesn't seem to have, and I, 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 don't, I don't know what that is. But, yeah, most of the new... Whenever Kia and Hyundai have brought a new car out for the last 10 years, I've, Yikes, I've, yeah. I thought it's been pretty good. Yeah, and you mustn't see too many of those in the shop that are new because they have some ridiculous, you know, five-year... Five or seven. Five or yeah. seven years. And to be honest, and this is just hands up, most of the time, uh, Juma or Majid, who's the, the agent for them in Dubai they adhere to international warranty regulation. So if you buy the car without the warranty and service package on it, without the service package, sorry, they will honor warranty repairs if you service it outside as long as you use their parts original and there's a receipt to prove that. Nice. Which is international. It's not necessarily practiced by others. But Jumal Majid is, and I've got countless experiences of that. Well, the other thing with Jumal Majid, you know, servicing, they're, they're, it's affordable. I mean, unless it's changed, because I've owned uh, Hyundai products. Yeah. And their servicing was always, you know, take it take it outside or, you know, spend maybe 100 dirhams more, but you're you're using, getting it all done in, in, in on-site using tools and whatever that's they're providing from factory, essentially. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, why wouldn't I just do that? Yeah. So it was, uh, was kind of good. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> They are sensible with how they operate. And like you say, they seem to be selling a lot of new cars still, which isn't necessarily the... I mean, I, I went past a couple of showrooms lately and there's nothing in them. Yeah. But I, no, well, even like... That, like the, so something that was really striking for me when I first came here was the fact that there were American vehicle showrooms like CJD, Chrysler Jeep and Dodge, and the General Motors guys. You go into them and being from the UK, where especially being from VW where our showrooms were like spacious, couple of cars here and there, very sort of cross between an Ikea showroom and Feng Shui. <laughs> yeah. You go to an American car dealership and it's as just have enough room to open the doors and that's it, get as many in there as you can because we're yeah. paying for the square feet. Yeah. But even the American ones are like thin on the ground now and you, you see them when you drive past and think, Phew. Yeah. You know, well, well it, it, you heard about that that uh, car ship shipment coming out of oh, Germany caught one, right? thousand thousand Porsches on board that yeah. thing. I don't know how many VWs were on that thing. I, I've heard nothing. It's it's not in the news cycle anymore. But the thing was on fire. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Smoke damage. They're all inside. It's an internal carrier. Yeah, it's all smoke damage. Those vehicles. None of those vehicles are going to be. Well, you're not, you, look, you know you've got a car in order. Yeah. You're checking straight away yeah. if it's on that ship and you're rejecting it. <laughs> yeah, right away. Exactly. It's like uh, Porsche's coming from, yeah. Yeah, there's, a, there's a thousand of them. Can you imagine? You're waiting. I've been waiting six months. My Porsche's arriving. And then it's, oh, it's on. It's, it, yeah, it's Porsche, Porsche looking around thinking, oh, how do we remake these? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully they can recycle the majority of the parts on them. Well, but then you can't sell it as a new vehicle. No, it's a problem. Can you go in and just get the chips? Because that's what you need. The control units. Still, I mean, I'm sure it has happened and would, but you can't You can't sell it as new. Mm. Regardless of the fact that it's never been used, it isn't new, is it? What you, if you just pull up the control units and put them in a brand new vehicle? It's still, new, still not new. I mean, I don't know the regulations yeah. on that, but I'm interested to know, is it is it finders keepers at sea? 
<laughs> is that is that boat gone down yet? I wear a mask anyway. Yeah. <laughs> is that boat fire gone a little down? Pierre yeah. Cardin, uh, you know, cologne on my mask? No I can problem. drive that. Yeah. It's like, but you know, you know it's like bar- driving barbecue. Yeah, well, let's have a look at some gray import Porsche soon, shall we? <laughs> Joy Wu sent us through a nice little article, and I I love it. I love to see when Toyota and Yamaha team up. I've never said that before. (laughs) Toyota and Yamaha team up. And so instantly I'm thinking, Toyota and Yamaha. Yeah. Like, are we you know, putting a Yamaha engine in the back of a Yaris or something? That's what I was thinking. I'm going, this is getting good all of a sudden. You know, this is really getting good. And and it turns out that they've joined forces to develop a hydrogen-fueled 5-liter V8. And I'm going, oh, well, this is getting better by the minute. And they're saying that, that it's not an entirely new engine because it's a version of this is currently being used in the Lexus RCF Sport Coupe yep. or Coupe. Uh, but they're, they're going full, full on this thing. They like, they, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Mazda's in there somewhere because this is kind of a Mazda thing as well. They've, they've really, you know, electricity is everywhere, electric vehicles, but the, the writing is on the wall eventually that we're going to need something else yeah well the thing with the hydrogen is obviously there's a hydrogen fuel cell which still uses electrical yeah. ve- electric vehicle drive lines motors yeah. and batteries and stuff but the, the the hydrogen fuel cell powers and creates yeah. electricity and then there's internal combustion which uses hydrogen right which is something that we sort of played around with the theory of in in a level physics in and the that's, uk yeah and and that's chemistry. what this is this is an internal combustion yeah. v8 and I, there's a line though in here and I'm going to get to the back here. So we've got, uh, according to Takeshi Yamada, an engineer who works in Yamaha's hydrogen engine development team. I mean, I'm thinking Yamaha motorcycles, snowmobiles, jet skis. They make any cars? I don't think so. No, but they do engines. Yeah. Do they? I think they make tractors. Don't they make tractors? I've I seen Yamaha tractors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. Do they do hydrogen-powered keyboards? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, 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 where did that come from? So, uh, Takeshi Yamada, this engineer, who is, uh, he's reading this and he says, he says, the engine is bound to make anyone who drives it happy. And he goes on to say, hydrogen engines have an intimately, an, oh, sorry, an innately friendly feel that makes them easy to use without resorting to electronic driving aids everyone who came to test drive the prototype car would start off uh, 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 somewhat skeptical but emerged from the car with a big smile on their face at the end next end died in a blazing <laughs> inferno because everyone's scared of hydrogen innately friendly feel to the engine i guess what he's saying there is it just feels like a normal vehicle well, it feels like because it is an internal combustion engine that develops its power gradually or you know and has a sweet spot for the torque and a sweet spot for the peak rpm and yeah forces a gear change in a, in a more natural or second nature way to a person who's driven a normal internal combustion car before look they they said they had to change the injector heads they had to change the intake manifold and a few other parts but aside from that it's the normal kind of engine we know and love yeah so people are kind of going, you know. Yeah, well, you know, people in the UK when fuel prices went mental started doing LPG conversions to cars and that just, you know, different fuel lines and injectors and stuff and away you different go. tanks. But there were literally places that for a while in the early 2000s, that's all they did. Yeah. They just did LPG conversions for people's cars and they people made their money doing it. And then all of a sudden 
nobody wanted it anymore because it made no sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, I can't think of a place from back home where they even still pump LPG at mm. the gas station. So I, There's the, the gas station here at the border of Abu Dhabi and Dubai yeah. going to Abu Dhabi. I think they got LPG yeah. still there. It's just not as I don't know who's using popular it. as it was. Right? Yeah. And hydrogen, I mean, it doesn't, the problem with this, it doesn't, there's a lot missing. It says here, it says on the article, it says they, they house the potential to be carbon neutral yeah. whilst allowing the internal combustion to stay alive, which is great. Yeah. Obviously, that's great. It, it doesn't tell us what the emissions are yet. <laughs> no. And it no. doesn't say, you know, what a Greenpeace going to moan about. And yeah, No. There's no. Still, we still got a way to go. I think the, yeah. the interesting thing, though, is Toyota and Yamaha. That to me is that's a team that's right there. Yeah, well, yeah, but then Yamaha with motorbikes and jet skis and little hydrogen engine. Storing hydrogen is a lot more difficult <laughs> to do safely than yeah. than not necessarily more difficult, but requires more engineering. Well, I wonder maybe Yamaha's got the engine works right, and that's that's you know they're they're looking at okay, how can we parse this into all sorts of different yeah. types of vehicles? If we but can figure it out. Maybe hydrogen, you know sort of under pressure to a given volume will 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 provide more power uh, sorry will will you know you don't necessarily need as much so you can yeah. have a thicker fuel tank wall because you don't need as much fuel yeah, on a mo- I'm just thinking the motorcycle application but then yeah. in a car there's no reason that I can't <laughs> see why there'd be a yeah. problem with storing hydrogen yeah. how's uh, how's DJ's Camaro Going back to the body shop again. Oh no! Not happy with the paint job on it. Oh, I was wondering if his wife was driving it. Okay, so no, she's she's back in the UK now. Okay, so uh, she loving it? Yeah, she likes it. Yeah, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah. So we back, um, back to the. I, oh, yeah, I was looking at the hood of my car the other day too. Oh, no. It hasn't been to your paint shop, but I. This is three years ago. I had the issue with some the, oh, the clear coat. Yeah, that's right for the sun damage. Yeah, but I noticed some cracks on it it's starting to go again. Yeah, I was like, oh man, really. Anyway, so I had to take it back for some fix up the paint job. Yeah, there's just a few areas where they okay. they unnecessarily massed around some things that they yeah, could have okay. taken off, and then mm. um, they'd not prep properly and stuff yeah. like that. But I, and DJ still loves VWs, right? Yeah, but we got this car from a customer. <laughs> so this guy, yeah, tell we, us the story here. So okay. this guy that we know actually got rid of it and bought an RS5. It's like 2010 Camaro. It's a 10, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he bought an, the guy bought an RS5. It was in rough shape, kind of. Oh yeah, like yeah, he'd, he'd yeah. driven it well. He, in, <laughs> in fairness to him, he bought it cheap, yeah, knowing it was a problem. Okay. He bought it off a couple of young guys that uh-huh. messed had dr- around, had with really it. driven yeah, it, and, and you know, did some mods. He's, and- he's repaired the transmission on it. We've repaired all sorts on this car. A load yeah. of the common so issues. You, so you knew with. the issues that were coming with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And DJ got it from him. He's a friend, like so. Yeah. DJ got it from him at a good price. He spent more than he paid for the vehicle on it fixing it up <laughs> yeah but now he's you know he's he's still under the market value of what they sell for at the moment yeah. to the mental used car market yeah so he's still he's still in at that point he's got a muscle car exactly and he's never going to own a 6.2 camaro <laughs> ss in the uk never if they're even a, i mean and, and if he could get it back to the uk it's worth twice what it's worth here because yeah. they're so rare yeah but you know he's just going to enjoy it while he can and uh yeah, I've stayed on brand. I, I, my S six is ready now, so that that's ready. We can we can drive that around again. Although it overheated after it had a coolant leak the other day, but oh. that's 
that's normal. It's just been sat for two years, hasn't it? Never yeah. getting finished. Yeah, okay. So I'm I'm still representing the VW group while DJ goes off on his little American uh, tour of <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> but there's there's uh, he'll he'll be back. He'll be back. We've got an R32 for courtesy car, and actually, to be fair, he uses the he uses the van for commuting anyway. Yeah. Transporter, so he doesn't do that much in the, the one with the reduced suspension, so it's it's kind of yeah, she's outside, yeah, now, yeah just sat there looking nice. <laughs> so, and any speed too close to it. any speed bump, you know that you, you just got to go steady. It's still a van, so it still has a clearance, but yeah. you know we've just lowered the suspension on it, so it looks a bit better. Yeah, I mean it's 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 the least practical van in the world now. Yeah, but. Looks good though. Doesn't Looks it? good. Though. Yeah, yeah, isn't that that's what matters? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's 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 a, it's a billboard for the company. So. <laughs> On that note, you know what? It's it's time to roll down the garage door, and we'll do this all again really soon. And this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been good as always. Yeah. yeah. Glenn Power Powerworks Automotive Powerworks Garage joining us here for the Powerworks podcast. We'll do it all again real soon. Coming to you from the Rolf Hotel downtown Dubai. My name's James Pikeway. Scroll through the rest of our content. We got lots of great shows for you to listen to and we'll do it all again really, really soon. So long for now. <laughs>